What's good, y'all? Before we get into this episode of Small Doses, I first want to say that we decided to drop this episode with Mia J, the uh, wife of Young Dolph, this week because it is Young Dolph's birthday this week. And we just thought that it would be a great commemoration uh, for the late rapper and MC. And we're so thankful to her for just joining us and speaking so transparently about their love, her life, his life, and uh, what life has been after his passing. So really excited about this episode. It actually is one of my top three favorite episodes in the 268 episodes I have done of Small Doses. Before we get into that episode, though, I also want to let y'all know that I know you've been seeing my posts on the Instagrams. I know it's been sparking a little bit of a a mystery and the answers will be revealed very soon. So make sure to continue to stay locked to In Amanda We Trust and, you know, go ahead and subscribe to the Amandaverse or go ahead and subscribe to YouTube Amanda Seals TV. Shout out to us. We got 100,000 subscribers over at YouTube Man of Steel TV. Thanks to you all. I even got an award from YouTube. And we want to continue to keep that number rising. And so much of that number is going to keep growing based on you guys continuing to listen to Small Doses Podcast as well as watching Small Doses Podcast. So remember, new episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on YouTube Amanda Seals TV. Also want to make sure that you know that you can also check out my vlog series, Amanda on the Move. Latest and greatest that I've been posting to Amanda Seals TV on YouTube. And I think that people are really enjoying it. So if you haven't checked it out, make sure you check it out. All right, let's get into the next episode of Small Doses, Side Effects of Healing After Loss. It's so funky. <laughs> now it's like, wait, this is something like, what is it? So how do you as a parent say, so, you know, and at different, it's, it's age appropriateness to it as well. So it's like. Shit is already hard enough where the babies come from. It's like, well, you making that shit up, you know? But then it's like, well, so what happened? Like, you know, like... But then I think there's also something to be said for, like, people live in the world, and as the world continues to evolve and change, and we see more, with this, especially with this internet, I feel like a lot of people's argument to try to, like, explain away gay people or, like, to explain away, like, trans people, for instance, will be just, like... If y'all would just disappear, then I don't have to explain anything to my kids. Like, that's the conversation I get from a lot of people. A lot of people. So I don't know how, like, some people do feel like that. But that's like a person that feel like, like, it's so many differences. It's just like, I remember my daughter went to the store once. It was a lady that had a wandering eye. So she was cross-eyed, right? Right. And she was like, oh, is your eye okay? Can Like, what happened to your eye? She's a baby. Like, she's, she's a, a kid, baby. right? Yeah. So, and I'm doing something. I'm on the phone. But all I hear the lady says, so I have a wandering eye. <laughs> and she's just talking. I'm like... <laughs> and she was like, oh, I just want, she was like, no, it's okay. I, I prefer her, like, you know, saying something to me instead of like pointing or whatever. And with my daughter, she was like, am I in trouble? I was like, no. And I talked to her. I was like, you know what? I'm glad that you did like, you know, ask. I was like, but sometimes it's just diff- people are different, you know, and right. we have to be able to be okay with people's differences. Everybody's going to be different. So, but sometimes you can make some people feel uncomfortable by trying to like talk Point about their, out their difference. difference. So, but I'm like, I don't have to go down and be like, some people do this, no. some people do this, some people, you don't have to go through it. So I think it ends up being like how it's uncomfortable. Like, you know what I'm saying? For some, d- depending on what it is. 
I don't think it's the thing of like two people, like you, I want you to respect two people being together that it may look different from what mommy and daddy. That's that's the, what they have going on. Be okay with accepting people's differences. That's it. That's it. That's, I don't think that should be an uncomfortable conversation. But what I'm saying, it depends on what you see to make you have the conversation. So if you see two men like hunching each other, right? For a child coming out of the, like, you like, where would they see that? <laughs> I mean, I'm like, where you, where the kids? What at? I'm saying, like, even just the social, like, not some, first of all, social media. First of all, <laughs> somebody just sent me some on Twitter the other day. So, did you know there's a whole porn section of Twitter? I did not. I, yesterday, years old. <laughs> yeah, literally, I was on a tangent, and I'm like, this is like, you know, like a whole porn world. Listen, of Twitter. I, I was on no it idea. yesterday by mistake. <laughs> I didn't even know. I didn't know it. Rabbit hole. Listen, I'm talking, but I'm talking about. The shit that I saw, that's Pornhub stuff, period. Yes. Like, and I was just like, like clutching my pearls because I didn't know that Twitter, I, I thought it was kind of maybe regulated. I didn't know that it wasn't regulated on Twitter either. Someone sent me a link to something and I was like, what? Yes. Why, why did you say, what is this? What is, listen, think about porn is like, <laughs> you want to choose to see it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like if or, it comes, if it's like strikes you in the middle of the day, you're like, ah. Who does he that? So like so so it's like when we were younger and he's like PG thirteen. Yes, you have no like something can come across your kid's tablet from Twitter because it's deregulated. And girl, if they see a man like like what I saw, <laughs> it was like, oh my god, like the biggest. The, the <laughs> it was like a whole sea of mandingos, girl. It was, I was, I never even saw the dicks that big. So I was just all blown in so many different ways. If my child started like, mom, like, just so happened to just, like, the fact that it's just so easily accessible. They could be on, they shouldn't be on Twitter. My kids, I'll be like, get off social. But some kids could be thinking of it like, oh, it's just fun, Twitter. A parent don't know. They can end up seeing, like, porn full out. They, like. But to that end, though, there's nothing you can do about that but become more versed in, like, either how to set up uh, settings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, well, you got to know that you got to have... Right. I'm telling you, Twitter, you know? I'm just like, no, the social media like that. But for the parents that allow their kids, like, oh, it's a freedom of speech type of platform. I'm sure it's like Instagram. You have you can't do a lot. If they had that mindset, they would be pleasantly surprised that it's a whole <laughs> porn site. Yes. <laughs> but I'm like, if you're in the world... Particularly, like, we're in America. Like, this is a, a free world. A free space. So, it's to me, I just feel like the thought process of let me use kids. This has nothing to do with our conversation, but we're talking. Um, <laughs> let me use kids to be the, what I'm putting out front to actually, like, be the reason why I just don't want to talk about things that are different that make me uncomfortable. Because yeah. they say that it's about kids, but it's not really about kids. Because at the yeah. end of the day, you should be monitoring a whole lot more than just worried about if your kid learning about somebody else and being, you know, whatever. Yes. That's true. I mean, I, I totally Like, agree. your kid learning that gay people exist is not going to make your child gay. No, I promise you. It's not. I it's really not. do. Because... Gay people have lived in a whole world of straight people and was still like, guess yes, what? So, right, right. so I'm just like, the logic, the logic. It's the same way that like, there are people who own guns and don't shoot up everything. Yeah, Like everybody is different. Everybody is unique. And I just think that we don't spend enough time, enough energy healing ourselves to be able to be open to like, oh, you over there, you're not hurting nobody. Cool. 
Speaking of healing, see what I did there. (laughs) So today on Small Doses Podcast, we are joined by mom CEO. Okay. Okay. Wife to Young Dolph, mother, and person who follows instructions. Mia J, who is wearing pink. Now, we tell everybody, we ask everybody, can you please wear pink or red? You know, some folks follow directions. Some are just like, whatever. And Mia I'm J, head to toe, though. <laughs> head to toe. Y'all can't even see the toe, but the toe is also pink. It's so, awesome. thank you for joining us. We came all the way to Atlanta. Aww. Came all the way to Atlanta and got to talk to you. And, well, first I want to just ask you, how are you? I am fine. Today. Today. This hour. This hour. I'm fine. Yesterday, the same hour, I was fine too. So <laughs> just generally speaking, um, I'm doing like well. And and I say that. I say well. I you say my- it uneasy, right? I feel like you're like, I? Well, I, I have to choose my words wisely. So one thing I'm like, I be like, you know, you're like, how are you? I'm good. Like, it's like, am I good? No. Like, am I? I'm well. Like, and what I mean by that, I feel like I was sick and didn't know it. And when I say sick, I'm not talking about like physically, physically or whatever, but I felt like internally, like I was carrying so much that I was ignoring that I just felt like, like a, a person that needed to be healed, but I didn't really, it didn't click for me, you know, like really, how do you even do it? And so I feel like since I've been more so like focusing on that intentionally, I can tell that I feel more well. Like, I don't feel like I'm sick. I don't feel like it's a whole bunch of things that's missing going on within me, Mm. you know? So I feel well. I feel well. That's the best way I can explain it. When you say that it felt like there was a whole bunch of things, like, missing, what do you mean? Like, there were, like, connections that you weren't making within yourself? So I feel like, obviously, experiencing loss, right? Of course. Like, that's a a—it's a void now. It's a person that you want to talk to, speak to, hug, hold, all of the things that you want to experience that person and you can't. So it's a, it's, it feels like voids. It feels mm-hmm. like blockages. It feels like like you want to do something so badly, but you can't. And the only reason, like, in a person, being a person who feel like I can do anything, almost, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. You know. To have that, that. Yeah. Like, it's nothing I can do there. Like, I, can, I feel like I can convince a person. I, I mean, within reason. Um, <laughs> but I, it's nothing I can do. So it's like... It hurts. It really, it's a, it's like a nagging hurt that's that's in you. So when you're doing a lot of things, when you're busy in yourself, when you're working on things, when you're doing things that's filling your passion and things like that, you can kind of mask it and you can kind of feel like, I'm good. Like somebody, like, how are you? I'm good. You smile, you do all of these things, but then it's like you come to a point very often to be like, oh my God, I do not feel well. I'm hurting. I'm crying. And I just want to keep crying because that just feels good right now. And I would have these moments where I would have that a lot. And so when I when I made the decision to like, let's try to figure out like, how can you get better with that? You know what I'm saying? Like not feel so like like these voids, like these holes in mm-hmm. you, right? Let's start filling them and like really doing it, not just doing it and saying that you're doing it, not just being like, hey, y'all, I'm happy. Like, this is how you look when you heal. You know, like you can start getting caught up into the business of things. Ooh. You get what I'm saying? Like, you you trying to keep a business going or whatever, so you get caught up in just running a business and like, you know, I'm doing better. Like, I'm so positive or whatever. Um, the so positive has got to be a bitch. Because people, I feel like, oftentimes are very uncomfortable with other people's grief and other people's pain. And so, like, when they feel like you're 
positive and you're in a good place that they can feel like, okay, I don't have to be so present? Yeah, I mean, I feel like from my experience, I feel like me being positive, like, lightens the law. I feel like people came around me heavy. Like, and when I say heavy, it's like, they even like, I don't know how she feeling, you know, like just kind of heavy. And I'm like, it's okay. Like, I'm cool. Like, we can talk about him. Matter of fact, let's look at some video. Like, I'm like, people like, I don't want to do, should I play his music? Should I do this? Should I, you know, is it okay? I'm like, me and my kids regularly will get in the bed and like, look at old videos and pictures like that. That's like happy. You know what I'm saying? And so you don't have to be heavy. Like, I feel like I had to be positive in that mindset so people wouldn't come so Kind of they like, wouldn't bring it to you. Yeah, bring it to me or just feel like that they're constricted in being because they don't know how it's going to make me feel. Because they know, I don't know what it's like to lose somebody like that, but I feel like if I did, I would be crazy. You know, everybody thinks the extreme. <laughs> the impersonation. I yeah. would be crazy. <laughs> I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, no, you, you, you probably, it'll be a lot of things, but what you think that you'll be is not that. Like, you won't know until you get there. So the fact that I'm there... I really try not to be in those places because I understand that as much as we're gifted life, like we got to turn in it, you know, like we, we're yeah. not going to be able to be here forever. So it's a different level for me of acceptance that I have accepted that I'm going to have to part ways with this life. My partner has, my brother has, my father has. People I love, they have and they will. The biggest thing I can do is not like, how do I continue to journey on? How do I continue to journey on? Think about like Hunger Games. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Three times. <laughs> when, when somebody would like, you know, they, they're all in a game trying to fight for their lives. And mm -hmm. when one falls, it's like you have, they have these moments of like, they, they're grieving. They mourn. Yeah. But they got to keep going. Because if they like. Because if then, if then they lose the game, what are we doing? Yeah. So it's like we're, that's literally life. That's like how we literally mm. live life. So it's like you do mourn them, but you got to keep going. You got to keep going in their honor. You got to keep going just because it's other people watching you. I have two children. Yeah. If they see me at their young age, like completely give up and stay in that place. Like I'm just sitting there while the game's still going. I'm sitting there just crying and holding and stuck in that. What yeah. you think they going to have courage to do? You know, if they got to experience that again other ways, maybe one day it could be them experiencing me. You know, it, we don't know. Like, I mean, not we don't know. We we don't know who comes first. I don't know. I don't even fixate myself on that because that's that'll keep me there yeah. holding, you know, whatever. So I just want to show them that life goes on. This is how you do it. And now I want to understand as I'm going through it because I like to be taught things and I like to teach like things. So if I can really dig into it and be like, listen, let me speak to it for my children as closely as I can, like, this is how it looks. When you start to feel like that, mommy, I went to the beach and I meditate. I, I want to speak so precisely to things so I can teach them when the day comes that you got to experience this for yourself and 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 maybe I'm here, but maybe you're just in a different place in life. You're like, you're in college. I don't yeah. know. This is what I want you to know how to continue to go on because that's important to me, that you have the tools this happened to me. I got to get the tools now. I got to like realize what the tools are. I got to really get in deep with this situation and don't like glaze over it because like I got to learn it. This is like life 101. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It, it really is. And like, you know, this podcast for a lot of people, they've come up to me and said, like, I've learned so much from your podcast. And this is honestly 
I would say outside of my episode on my own miscarriage, I feel like this is the first episode where we've really like talked about just like healing from loss because I have been like very fortunate to not have experienced a lot of death in my life. And I sent you a message like right after Dolph's passing. I didn't even know you. I just like felt like a, and you were like, everybody's sending me these messages. And I'm like, <laughs> 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 she's like, everybody's reaching out. But I think, you know, for what it's worth, I think a lot of us just could see that there was real love. And it was like, when someone loses real love, it's almost like the world feels it. Like, yeah. and then learning more about you and the work that you're doing around Black men deserve to grow old and how that has grown from like your brother's passing and just your commitment to honestly just being on a high vibration. It was like, oh, this is a different kind of person. Like this is somebody who is in the world in a different way. And I'm curious to know because everything you're saying is actually to me like very uplifting. It's very like high level thinking and... It's very courageous. But like, where did you even get that from? Because that's the other part too. Like, you're like, I want my kids to have this from me. Where do you feel like you got this from? Or is it just something that, because you know, I did, I read recently. Well, I say read as if I didn't hear it on TikTok. I heard on TikTok recently. Okay. <laughs> I heard on the TT recently. Um, but this psychotherapist, he was like, you know, a lot of parents, y'all don't understand that your kids are born with 400, a minimum of 400 behavioral traits that are already in their DNA. So like, you think that you're like engineering this person, but really like they showed up to the world a certain way and you're more so like a shepherd, like leading them on a journey. And that's just stuck with me because I think a lot of us think that like we got everything from like when we got here to the earth. But it's like, no, you came with stuff. So I wonder if you feel like, did you just come with this courage or where have you garnered it from? No, you want 100% right. Right. And I feel like I've always thought that didn't see it on TikTok, but I just felt it. <laughs> look, you confirmed it. <laughs> I'm going to it. Look, TikTok confirmed it. Um, but I can say since experiencing, like, I know, like, for instance, my son, I'd be like, you, like, he, his his father passed when he was seven. But the way my son, like, as he's getting older, and it seemed like he went from seven to, like, like maybe a good 14. Because he just, like, I don't know. Well, Trey, I mean, he he probably saw, like, I have to now, he, maybe he felt like listen, I've got to step into this space. To this space. But it's like, the DNA, I'm like, you are like your father. <laughs> like, this is crazy. And he's so young. So for me to be seeing it so now, just so much of his mannerism. And I'm like, don't get me wrong, for seven years, he did get to witness this person. But I'm like, it just seems like behavior <laughs> that you didn't even, I know your dad didn't do that in front of you. And my daughter, like, I'm still here. My daughter, literally, we were in the car the other day, and she was like, oh, my God, Mom, the sun is following us. I keep trying to duck and dodge it, but it's following us. And I was like, I said that same thing when I was a kid. <laughs> like, I used to say it. And so when she did that, I was like, I never have told her I did that. So she just came. Like, it just sounded, I, I, I had a flashback to when I was a kid. Like, I used to try to duck and dodge from the moon and the sun, thinking I could hide from it. And it, I was like, it's always following me. It was like, just, what's, what's the word Like called? a deja vu kind of thing? Deja vu. So I can totally, I believe that 100%. And that's why I think it's so important for us to really consider who we having our kids with. Because that, <laughs> I mean, some people. That's why the whole Roe v. Wade thing, I'm like, this is a doozy. Because y'all acting like people are, all, everybody having kids before they want to have 
uh, kids with. They act like people having sex with everyone they want to have kids with. Yeah. Which is not the truth. Not the truth. And, and also, and as, as I say in my stand-up, you know, the reality is drug dealers had the best dick. And that's not always... <laughs> Okay. No one here contested it. You see, <laughs> nobody, nobody here contested here. it, and it's 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 not always the best situation. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't always the best. Flashes situation. a smile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're from Detroit. I'm from Detroit, girl. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up. Someone's sitting that Listen, just for a second. For just a second. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, there's there's just there's just situations. I really feel like what you were saying about just like, I want to get to the bottom of like, how do I keep going? I think that's so hard for so many to even get to that space. What do you think brought you to that process in your grief? Like, where do you feel like you turned the corner? Because, you know, that's kind of like you got to fly outside of yourself and look at yourself and be like, okay, like, are we trying to stay in this? You know, because when you're down... Like, I, I don't know about anybody else, but when I'm down, people would be like, oh, you should do this. I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to listen to depressing music. Like It's like when you're down, you're like, I'm going to stick in this. I'm going to stay in this. But what do you feel like finally or eventually shifted you to say, you know what, I'm ready to take this next step? I think historically speaking, when I deal with like adverse situations, right? Like this is like if it was a a pyramid, this would be at the top of the pyramid. Like, this is a super adverse situation. But all in between there, it's like, it's a pattern. Like, you know, I always like, I want to read a self-help book. I'm feeling uncomfortable within myself because I feel like I should be doing more. So I can feel bad in that. I'm experiencing losses of different sorts, you know? So it's like when you your behavior is used to kind of like, let me get to the root of, mm-hmm. I think that's what kind of like, that's just how I've been like I've always kind of been like that right and then I think first be even before that I think my spiritual relationship with God first and foremost I think that I've always I grew up in church and not so much of just being in church because that could sound like so many people grew up in church and what does that mean right well we see a lot of them making laws that are definitely not from the God and the Jesus of the things (laughs) (laughs) they all up in church just like everybody just being wicked together I'm like this is not a church Listen. Y'all, this is who are y'all talking to? Jesus, Listen. Jesus upstairs, like, why y'all keep putting my name in it? In this, okay, please, okay. Listen, so for sure, I, I attest to that as well. And I did grow up just kind of like, yeah, I, I'll go to church, but being introduced and then forming our own relationship, I think it comes in with like, what's your relationship look like? Is it a good one, bad one? Ugh. Don't want to talk about it. And my relationship with God has, historically speaking, I've had a healthy relationship with him. I haven't been mad, angry, whatever the case may be. Even, like I said, like in the middle of that that pyramid, right? Like when I was going through things, I would still be like, okay, God, help me to get through this, right? Mm-hmm. So when you get to the top of this pyramid, what are you going to do? You're going to do all of it. Like you're going to try to like talk me through this, help me. Like everything that you've once done, like you're going to try to put, like you're going to do that times 10. Because that's all you ever known to do, you know? Like, I haven't known to, like, do anything different. And I knew that, like, I had too much to live for, 
You know, so to let myself slip into a place that I've never been before. Like, if I would have been like, you know what? I'm about to sink into this depression. I'm about to drink my life away. I'm about to just do drugs. That has never been me. Mm -hmm. If I decided to do that, that's something I don't know how to get out of. I've never played with it. You know what I'm saying? I've never done it. So even thinking that people be like, you know, girl, let's go out. Let's drink. Let's get out. I was like, see me, historically speaking, when stuff go bad, I shouldn't drink because my my the way I processing is mm-hmm. not gonna go right. So I'm a I'm a I'm a what like sign are you? Cap? What sign? I'm an Aries girl. We thinkers. It's <laughs> <laughs> like because you're very like science. It's like very you're very disciplined. That's disciplined. what I get from you. Yeah, I can be at times. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can be a little disciplined, but I just be that's where I feel like me and Adolf really, like to be honest with you, a lot of people didn't get to know him. But when I got to know him and he's that same, like he can have that discipline, very like principled in his thoughts, very like wise, just care like compassionate. Like a lot of things, like when he makes a decision, he's not just casually brash. Yeah, like. no, he's thinking things very intentionally. And I love that about him. And that's where I really feel like we met, like where it was kind of like... Where did y'all meet? We met in Memphis because I went to school in Memphis and my best friend, girl, she loved, she loved all the drugs. was like the best thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> she, listen, I'm trying to, I'm like, my senior year at college, I'm like, I'm about to get me a lawyer or something, like somebody who got something going because we using his brain, whatever. She like, degrees. Degrees, <laughs> right? She like, oh, you should meet my friend, his friend. Girl, he be fly. The flyest. He be fly. So that's what she said first. I'm like, look, I ain't. And she was like, he, you know, he got his stuff together. He not, he not like him or whatever. But girl, I think you will like him. And I'm like... Birds of a feather flock together. I don't want that. I'm trying to. I'm trying to go to new places in my life. I just don't work six years for this degree. I need somebody like girl. And so when I met him, it wasn't even a love at first sight. It was literally like, I told, like I met him. He was too cool. He like he's so used. First of all, he was so just laid back and cool. And I could tell like, oh, you used to girls just like just throwing themselves at you. Like you just don't work for nothing, do you? Okay, so I, I had that. Like, it was like, I ain't even interested because also, if you gonna be in the streets, you gonna have to be all over me. Like, that's, <laughs> if I am gonna fall for somebody, <laughs> like, you right. put your number in my phone. Excuse, all right, sir, you too cool. So it didn't even hit off initially. It was over time once I got to know him over time. So even in his too coolness, it was still like he would tap in? Yeah, he would tap in, but it was like very just... Like, if I really liked him, he probably would hurt my feelings at that time because he would call, like, when he, like, wanted to, right? And I'd be like, this is so weird. What does he want? Like, it didn't even bother me because I didn't like him like that. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, what's up? You know what he wanted? What? Normalcy. Probably. I was about to say. These rap dudes, that's what... I, I feel like in my rap days, in my days with the rappers, like, I had emotional like connections with folks yeah. that weren't physical. Yeah. And it was more, and not even like on like a romantic level, but I think that when you are having just pussy thrown at you left and right yeah, and yeah. money thrown at you left and right, et cetera, like there's a certain level of like, okay, okay but, but who's real? That's okay. So that's what he wanted. Yeah. Who don't want <laughs> nothing from me? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's exactly what he wanted. Cause I remember he was like a, who you stay with? And I was like, I stay by myself. He was like, oh, okay. And he asked me, he was like, you got a bank account? And I'm like, 
It is 2012. Everybody got a. He's like everybody don't got no bank account. Like, my mom got no, Mia. You don't understand. Like my, I have a whole set about this in my next stand up special, girl. where I'm like, there's a difference between taking hood niggas and niggas from the hood. And like niggas from the hood would be like, oh, like I have a bank account. Like I'm trying to get things together. Hood niggas would be like, bank account. Why? <laughs> For what? Girl, first of all, he like he. I don't need. I keep my money right. And then, but he was like a lot of the girls out here. They come to be overdrawn, so they don't have, act, like, literally, like, I think it was a thing where a lot of women he was dealing with or something, they did not have bank accounts. Like, they messed up their account status. I ain't never been there. I don't know what the, I didn't even know that was a thing until he said it. I was like, wow. You're like, I'm a college graduate. Yeah, like, yes, I got a bank account. <laughs> two of them. That, that's how. Like, two of them. <laughs> but. Checking on the savings. What are we talking about? What are you talking about? I got an investment account, too. <laughs> I was a finance major, so I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I tapped into them kind of early. So he was just like, dang, this is crazy. Got your stuff together. like, And I'm just like, whatever. So as uh, we got to know each other over time, it just was a slow, progressive, like, no no pressure. Like, I wasn't looking to be nobody's wife. I wasn't looking to have kids. I was just kind of like, look, I want to go with the flow. I was young enough to do it, too. Yeah. So uh, let me put that up in there. Right. But um, he just, once I got to know him, I'm like, dang, like, you was raised. I remember just telling him, like, you, you was actually raised right. He wasn't dragged up. He was raised up. Girl. There's a difference. It's a difference. What do you feel like was the difference? And I just want to say that because I don't feel like enough of us, like, consider the other person's character when we are, like, actually, like, how you said earlier, like, who are you having kids with? Like, yeah. we'll consider their financial status. We'll they consider look, their look. Their hair. All of the above. They teeth. They're you know, sneakers. All of that. You know, like. But that's just so surface. And when you talk about like, where did you get this from? I have never been surface. Like, I'm that kid that my my anthem, like, you've been here before. Or, you know, like, I don't know, like people speaking things and seeing things in me that I didn't even see them. I saw it on an Instagram. What? Oh, you saw it on Instagram. Oh, girl, she <laughs> You got a thing about you. Aw. You just do. I mean, it's just what it is. It's, like, undeniable. Man, I don't know. It's something that I just feel like, like you said, I was born this way. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was born this way. I don't know. So, I mean, I think he was born, like, like I saw that. Once I saw that, he was like that, too. And I think it's so hard. And this was early in his career. But maybe even after seeing him, like, it would probably, I, I think me seeing him when he would switch it on and the entertainer him, I could tell you can't see it as much. And sometimes I would get lost. Like, I I would not get lost, but I would think he was getting lost in, like, who are you? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I would have to be like. Who? Which one are you? Like, I mean, because I, what I came here for or how I got here was this over here. And I'm seeing blurred lines. And he wasn't, but it was just a lack it's of— It's hard. It, and it was a lot of lack of understanding because I didn't understand the other side like that, too. But I think it's also just the reality that, like, to your point, like, when you're new in a space, yeah. like, you're trying to kind of balance, like, what you're bringing to that space. For instance, like, I have a homegirl who was, like, working in, like, more, like, kind of non-corporate spaces. Mm -hmm. And then she spent a whole year working just in corporate, okay. right? But then when she went back to, like, working in, like, non-corporate spaces, she was talking like an email. Mm, yeah. Like she was literally like, so can I get your feedback? Great. Smiley face. And it was like, wait, stop. Wait, <laughs> ma'am. Yes. Why are you talking like an AI? And she was like, wait, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, like you're mm. not talking like a normal person. And she was like, oh, but she's like in her early 30s and you're in two different spaces where and actually talking like that in that space 
really works. So, like, if you're an MC, you do need to turn it on and be a whole kind of person in the music's business space. And, like, Dolph particularly was independent. So that's, like, a whole other beast. It was. And you understand entertainment to understand. Like, it's just... To you, you have an audience. You have to appeal to your audience. It's so many things that I didn't yep. understand. Like, even though, like, yeah, degree and all, whatever. But it, it ain't, you can't have enough degrees to understand it if you're not living it at That's, some level. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So even now, where I've kind of been thrusted into, since his passing, the things that I started, I had no idea that things would end up like this, right? Mm-hmm. So since then, I have something. I've been saying a whole lot of something this whole time. So when he passes and people are like, well, who is she? And like, I'm thrusted now into this space of entertainment because I wasn't. that wasn't where I was at before. I was very much so in my bubble, you know, doing the thing, still being in, like being the same me, but it wasn't as noticed. So then when it gets more noticed and now it becomes more of a, you're, you're, it's you're a, a part of a legacy. It's a part of a legacy, but also it's business. A lot of it, mm. you got to make a lot of business. Like you, you're connecting with people. Before it was like organically. If I met you out and we start kicking it, you probably be like, dang, we just start kicking it. It don't. You don't even know. I didn't even tell you that Dolph was my man, right? Because I would be like that. Like you would meet me. You would. Ne- I would never say that. But we just connected. So now it's like still a lot of organic. I feel connections, you. but it becomes different because now the business is leading and people are now connecting with you because also what you're attached to and it's more known. Like you, you don't got to say assist. Maybe somebody know you thinking nobody know because that's how I act. Like nobody knows. <laughs> and she don't know me. I don't got no makeup. Uh, they don't know who I am. And when somebody say it, I be acting like I'm just retarded. Shocked. shocked. <laughs> I'm shocked. Like you, you know who I am? <laughs> this lady was like, I was at the mall one day. This lady was like uh, in Texas looking like nobody should know me or nothing like that, right? And she was like, you look like somebody. I'm like, who? Uh, Melinda Williams? Because everybody always tell Hey, me. Melinda! Girl, hey, everybody was telling me for the longest. Yes, like, you I, do I look get like Melinda. Her, right? I'm like, Melinda Williams? She's like, nah, Maya J. I'm like, uh, I, <laughs> I didn't, girl, I just wasn't ready. <laughs> I was not ready. And then I was like, Mia, I'm Wait, not even happy. Is it Mia or Maya? Okay, because you just flipped the script for me. I was like, that's oh my what God. she said. So okay, it's like because they sure. still don't know. Like people, they're getting to know me. They don't know me for real. So they just like, you know, Maya J, whatever. And I'm just like, wow. I didn't know. Like, that is me. But and it wasn't even like I was flattered. It wasn't nothing with that. I think it just be like, I'd be like, damn, I ain't think nobody knew. Like, I just don't. Like, I'll see people and be like, dang, he kind of look like. <laughs> such and such I don't know like unless I know I know right. but even still I'll probably be like maybe it's a lookalike right. and keep it moving I'll be like how did you know like why didn't you just think I was a lookalike <laughs> you know what though I think people they be knowing they just don't want to say like I had a, I was at Starbucks the other day in Montgomery, Alabama them folks know who you are sis I ain't gonna but a, a girl came <laughs> up to me she was like you know how you look like everybody ever told you you look like um, you look Amanda Scales <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, you know, you know who I'm talking about? I was like, that, that's that's me. Right. And she was like, why are you in Montgomery? Because that's what be happening. Right. I think sometimes that person probably like, but why are you here? here? Gotcha. One time I was in this like little, 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 little last town in England, Guildford. And I just like was on the street and I just saw like this person like running towards me. It's like a cobblestone road. It's like an old ass town. Like, you know, they got like leprechauns and gnomes type <laughs> shit, you know? 
And she's just running towards me. And it's like one black girl. And there's no black people around except for me and her. And she's running towards me. Now, by the way, you see a black person running. You like, do I need to start Run running? To. Because where are you? I'm where You're running from there. I'm going to not run towards there. And she ran up to me and I was like, yes. Yeah. And she was like, <sighs> are you a mind the seals? And I was like, maybe. Right. And she's like, what, if you are, what's you doing in Guildford? And I was like, it, I mean, that is me, but I'm shooting something. And she was like, oh my freaking goodness. I didn't think it was you because what would you be doing in Guildford? Right. It just doesn't make sense. Right. And I was like, well, I'm here, boo. Yeah, you did her. Let's get her. Listen, I feel like I can visualize that you did that beautifully. I'm just Thank making you. a picture in my whole head. <laughs> good, good. Then we had a spot of tea, yeah. you know. But I feel like, you know, do you feel like that's a weight that you're carrying or do you feel like it's just, you know, another part of this journey? I feel like it's something that I've like always ran from. So true story. When I saw Selena when I was little. Selena's. Selena's. I wanted to be a singer all up until that point, girl. And I saw it and I was like, being famous is that like it just it. It is the worst. It is the worst. Jeremiah's laughing because I really don't like it. Listen, I It's only good for getting a table at a restaurant, getting discounts at hotels. And some days when you're feeling down and someone says, I really appreciate the work you do, you're like, okay, thank you. Yeah. Otherwise, trash. Listen, and I feel like I knew that early too. When I saw it when a movie came out and I was like, I don't want to do that. I want to write music. you saw music. that from Selena. Okay. Girl, I'm talking about it. <laughs> I grie- like and, and I grew up as a child who was af- the most afraid thing I was was death. So it's very ironic. My life today, like when I tell you, if you had a brace on your neck and you tried to give me a hug, you you was too close to death. Don't touch me. Wow. As a, I can remember as a kid thinking and feeling that. I remember we went to this lady house. She had, had a car accident. My mom, my dad was like, come in. I'm like, I don't go there. She was too close to death. She got the cooties. Like, that, like being that close to death was a symbolic to having the cooties for me. I was scared of death. I wonder where that came from. I don't know, because that was like when I was younger. And when I got like 12, uh, one of my friends that lived across the street from me, she died in a car accident. Girl, I slept with my parents probably three years after that because I was scared that I was going to die. I was scared of death. It was like bad. So so now that I'm so confronted with it and I can say I am like at a place of acceptance, that's probably healing something from so long ago. You really not. I just thought about that just now. That's what happens on this podcast. <laughs> no, so seriously, because you, you asking questions like, well, kind of get to where this come from. But I was so scared of death. Because it always comes from something. Even if it's, like, as a infant, you know what I mean? Like, we learn that, like, you know, we be taking in shit as kids before we even have, like, memory recall. So, Mm -hmm. like, you could have experienced something at two years old that you would never have remembered. And it could have been something that was not even, like, in your space. Like, maybe you saw, like, a scene in a movie or something. But, like, your child mind didn't like the way it felt. And the cortisol release happened in your brain to say, next time that you see this and feel this, run from it. Run from it. Well, I was running from it, okay? <laughs> I was running from it. And being famous, like, even when I got with Dolph, I was like, every one of my friends, they'd be like, why are you on scene? Like, I'd be like, I'd be a, do a, be a background singer. I'll write songs. Matter of fact, I ain't even about to mess with the music industry like that because I ain't trying to be, like, 
Because you can so sing, by the way. She can sing. Thank Just you for the record. As somebody who has stalked you on Instagram. <laughs> I just didn't want to do it. So then everybody just like, my fr- closer friends to me, they like, when I got with Dolph, like, oh, you're going to do Can it. Can I ask you like, a personal question? What's that? Just like a black love question. What's that? What was it like when y'all decided like, we're together? Was it a conversation? Was it just something that just happened the organically? Fu- like, it was like I can't two, picture words. Dolph it was like being four like, words. hey, you want to be with me? He did not. Exactly. Yeah, he didn't. <laughs> it sounded more like this. So after like three months of like, about nine months, nine months of kicking it, then three months, it got a little bit more serious. <laughs> so, like, September to about November, it's, like, real, like, all that stuff that I was telling you would, would hurt my feelings before, like, him calling every so... He wasn't doing none of that. He was calling regularly, da-da-da. The only thing was he was super busy. And I was like, okay, I don't think... Maybe you don't have the time for, like, you know... Like well, I'm going to say that. I didn't even do that before the, the three-month time period. I didn't even trip. We was just super, super cool, just... Spending a lot of time and it started to get real routine. So I was like, so one day in November, I was like, so what? What are we doing? Like, what? What are we doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> so what are we doing? Like, um, you know, he was like, you gonna be my baby mama, <laughs> and I was like, on brand. I was like, what about your like wife, family, <laughs> like? He's like, yeah, you know all that, all that. Sh- like, you gonna be, you gonna be my, uh, you gonna be all that. You gonna have my kids. You gonna be all that. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was too young to even be like, probably me now. If a man told me that, I'd be like, baby, my boy, bye. But it, it was just like, okay. I, he said, he said what he said. Like, I guess so. And here I, yeah, like. It just, he, I love it. girl, that's exactly how it went. Like, that man was just like, I feel like, were we on the phone? We probably was FaceTime, and I feel like I remember seeing him because he was smoking. And it was like, when I asked him, he like, took a hit and, and paused for a little minute. It was like, you want me my baby mom? Like, <laughs> okay. Like, and I'm just so thrown aback. Like, you know, just because I, I didn't know what to expect. I was going to say, but did you believe him? Well, Dolph, one thing about him from the beginning of talking to him, he wasn't no dude that said, like, he 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 didn't just say frivolous He don't shit. kick game. Yeah, he don't just talk, like, say shit. Like, you can, if he say that shit, he can stand on it. You know what I'm saying? So he didn't really say a lot of stuff he didn't mean. Like, he didn't do a whole lot of that. I sometimes want him to, like, tell me some shit I want to hear. He's like, I don't do that. Like, I'm going to tell you what I want. It, it was very so, like, his self-motivated. Like, whatever he's motivated or he's intentional about what he's saying, and that's how he always was. So when he said it, I didn't think he was playing. <laughs> I knew he wasn't bullshitting, actually. Thank you for indulging my romantic. I'm a cancer, so I'm like, oh, my God, love. <laughs> I am such a love you. Yes, we're in a womb. I mean, yeah. <laughs> this is. Yeah. So tell me this. You are a very motivated person, and I feel like in the process of working through this and, you know, your healing. I've been seeing, like, you you try your best to take trips. Yeah. How do you feel like you as a mother have, aside from you just, like, working on yourself, like, how do you feel like you have brought that process of healing to the kids? Like, is it different for them? Because, like, I feel like you have to communicate the experience to them differently. 
Yeah, I just I just talk to them like it I don't put too much into it like differently. I just kind of be myself a lot, you know, and involve them in it. You know, like I don't involve them like, oh, I'm about to meditate today, guys, because I don't do that. But what I do is just like kind of really talk them through their feelings, my feelings, like because my daughter's just like, I just miss daddy. And I'm like, I do too. Like, what you miss about daddy? I'm gonna tell you, like, and I'll just kind of make it like more casually yeah. speaking. And they'll be like, well, guess what? If we miss this about daddy, we got to make sure if daddy watching us, like we got to make sure he's smiling at us because we doing something we know he want us to do. So I kind of always try to flip it to be something that's inspiring to them instead of something that's so hurtful, right? And take them on my trips. If I go on a trip, they going. Like it's really, really hard for me to leave them. And, and I know it's sometimes where I have to fit like times alone in and I do do that. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I want them to be there because I want to experience life with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. Because if their dad was here, it would have been us as a family experiencing life or whatever. And so now that he's gone, it's like, we got to experience it together. I'm not trying to live life and heal and go see the seven wonders of the world without y'all. I want y'all to be right there so we can build new memories together. We can do something to, like, we can, like, for his birthday, for instance, I was like, I'm going to release lanterns. Like, we did messages in a bottle one um, year for his birthday. But just even while we're there, we will talk about him, like, just kind of something that we can create, like, oh, what you think daddy would do? And just a moment to kind of think about him and kind of bring him, if you will, into the the mold or whatever, what we're doing. And kind of, like, just thinking about him and how would this be different if daddy was here? You know what, daddy? Let's go do that. You know, something, whatever. I'm, <laughs> I said something, whatever, but I'm like trying no, to I'm, I'm communicate. You. You're like, make me cry. Yeah, just how can we do this to invite him, his presence into what we got going on? And it's healing in that, so it's like seriously. Significantly. Yeah, it is. And and I need my, I've realized early that I needed my kids to heal because they're like really like the best parts of the both of us put together. Like, that's one thing we acknowledged when he was here, and I can see it. And like I said, my son, he just, like, embodies him, like, the serious side, the mm-hmm. business side, the brain side. That's dog. My daughter embodies the silly side. She's so silly, you know. Um, and artsy. And artsy. Like, and both of them, like— they're just like seeing, like they t- they went to school. My son went to school and was like, I'm so proud of my mom. Have you heard a black man deserve to grow old? She's doing that because of my dad and my uncle. And she been on ABC. You watch the news? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so they're so proud. And I just invite them in. Like, they're so happy when I invite them into the space of like creating. I'm like, y'all, I want y'all to learn. I can't teach y'all how to be a businessman like y'all daddy because he was cold with it. I ain't I ain't learned it from him. I watched him, but he ain't work with me as a mentor, like mentee type of thing. But we can like, look, you can do all the learning you want to. If you want to create designs, if you want to, my daughter, like, I want to be a fashion designer. Can I be the youngest? I'm like, you can explore with this. We like whatever you want to do. I want you to feel like you can still reach your highest peak of your mountain. You get what I'm saying? Like, you're not just going to stay in the valley because it's a valley of a situation. Right. Like, you're going to reach the highest peak, you know? And I'm going to be there to help you get there and just explore all that you are. And I'm going to remind you to daddy, like, that he worked hard to get you there. Like, and, and that things that he, sacrifices he made, seeds that he's planted, like, he wanted to see you be there. That's why he did what he did. So you're going to have to show him and everything that you do that you are so grateful for everything that he did by just mm. showing up and doing it and, like, being the best at it. And I'm going to be here just trying to figure it out with you. Right. Because that's what we're doing. 
What have been the tools that you feel like you've been recently discovering, as you said, that you stepped into this space of like, okay, it's time to work this out. Work this out. Finding a hobby. Girl, I just started doing a latch kit with my daughter. Okay, wait. Because <laughs> I in my head, I was like, knitting. <laughs> She's like, yeah. Yeah. A latch kit. Listen. Like the rugs? Like a little bitty rug. It's a Care Bear. And I got it for her because I was like, oh, she ain't about to be on her tablet all summer. Like, we gonna do some little something to just cool you down, sis. I love a latch kit. I want to come to Minnesota and do latch kit. Listen, come on. Listen, first of all, when I tell you, she was like, is this mine or yours? <laughs> Check. <laughs> and I was like, well, it's both of ours. She was like, but you didn't say that you was getting it for us. And I was like, listen, <laughs> everything, like, it was a bond. In my, like, we bought the bond. So I went and got me. I was like, matter of fact, I'm going to go get me another latch or whatever. Because yes. we're going to do it together. And girl, I, I'm like, I started looking for bigger rugs. Yep. Just different stuff I can do. Because it's just so, I feel like that's the one thing right now that I've been doing that I don't have to think about. Yes. I just like, like, like it's just it's, it's just a movement. Yeah, it's just a movement. And I, I like literally just sit there and just like, <laughs> and it feels so. And then when you're done, you're like, look what he did. Look, girl. It's a sun. It's a sun. It's a Care Bear. Like, <laughs> and I can see it coming to life. And I'm like, oh my God, like I cannot wait to like see the finished product. So I'm not rushing it. I'm just doing it in my leisure. But I'm like making time for leisure. Like I yes. can't wait to like be like, I'm doing nothing. <laughs> I'm getting a shower early tonight because I'm about to do latchkey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna lay in the bed Turn and my girl. <laughs> like, I, and it be so. I feel good. It, like it. It brings me joy. Like it really does. And I was surprised because I was like, I never would have thought a latch kit would do it for me like this. You know. Well, I think there's also something to be said for we have to create like small victories for ourselves and certainty. Yeah. You have experienced so much uncertainty. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's what death reminds us. Like humans exist in uncertainty, but death, I feel like, really just puts it in our faces that we have no control, like in a real way, over things. Sidebar. Did you go to school for psychology as well? No. Psychotherapy? No. African American studies. <laughs> you just, I feel like I'm talking to, I'm on the couch like a whole. <laughs> I'm about to put my feet up and then I'm like, you be. It's just like, TikTok. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, where you getting it from? Like, you just own it. That's that's my tap in. That's your tap in. Yeah. That's what's up. I don't know where it came from. Like, just over time, I feel like I just become more... Like, as I realized that I didn't really want to chase fame, and that wasn't, like, what I wanted from like being out here mm -hmm. somehow like I feel like what's actually started to flourish is just being more connected to people gotcha you know and the more I like lean into it I feel like the clearer like stuff comes but you know we don't have like I feel like for a lot of us like we need to have like small victories that just make us feel like we did something right because mm -hmm. the other part of it is that I feel like in this life we're also constantly faced with failure like we're constantly faced with like oh like that didn't go my way that didn't go my way and so when you can like start something from nothing and make it happen it's like look what I did I feel like for a lot of people like that's what having kids is right it's like I made this as an artist like that's something very real for me like being able to see something from nothing and like create it it's also a very godlike experience yeah and I think for you, who's somebody who is very spiritual in your connection to God, it's like being able to make something from nothing is a 
in a very small way, but a very real way for you. It's a godlike experience that connects you to that spirituality. I, I totally agree. I didn't think of it like that, but as you were sitting here therapying me, <laughs> therapying me. <laughs> no, <laughs> nah, but as you were saying that for real, like I'm like, that's exactly like what it feels like. It's just that's exactly. And I think that I do want a small win that it's like nobody got to pat me on the back for it. Nobody got to ever see it. Y'all wouldn't even know about it if I didn't tell you. <laughs> you know, but it's just for me. Like, it's it's me doing something that'll put a smile on my face. And for my daughter, too, because she been like, wow, you're doing an amazing job. <laughs> you done did a lot, mommy. Can I see it now? I'm like, come on. Like, so now we are. It's like a little bonding moment for us, too. So, yeah, that's what I'm currently doing. And just stand, like I said, what I was telling you earlier about creating that own algorithm. Mm-hmm. That has been another thing. Can like, you share that with the people? Yeah. Just on oh, the mic. Talk- <laughs> yeah. She was like, where my phone well, at? Said, so, <laughs> no. But yes, what I did was I logged out I of- just got a call from somebody who I've had beef with for three years and whose name I said today at lunch and who was my really good friend. Mm-hmm. And we really should have made up a long time ago. And he just called me. I think it's like your energy. Uh. Let me uh, send this, sis. Soaking it That's in. That's really good. Listen, y'all, make up with people because I'm telling you, like, the way time can hit for you or against you, like, if it hit against you, you'll be real sad. You don't want to carry. That's the weight that I think a lot of people be carrying in losses and grief that they don't really want to talk about, but something happened. They're not at peace. When my brother died, me and him, our relationship, I was at peace. You know, I didn't feel mm. like, oh, I wish I would have. When Adolf died, same thing. We was at the most beautiful place in our relationship. Wow. When my father passed, we weren't beefing or nothing like that, but it was... Tension? I, I, it wasn't tension, but it was like I had like little issues with him. Like he hurt me. Like as a, as a child, I was a super daddy's girl and he wasn't there during the time I didn't know I needed him as much, but I guess I did. Mm-hmm. And it bothered me. So every time I would lash out at him, all of that came. Right, so, right. The, like, we talked about it. I apologized. He said he understood. But I think as I got older, I still felt like maybe we need to talk. Like, I didn't feel settled with it. You yeah. know, like, he's, like we talked about it. Like, we actually had talked about it before he passed. So, if I look at it on a bright side, it's like we did, but I didn't feel settled. So Why do you think you didn't feel settled? I don't know. I think I was young. I was 19 when my dad passed. So, I think I was still so young. I didn't it's understand true. how to get settled or, you know, I didn't need... Emotional intelligence. Yeah. yeah. And and the day before my father passed, I was in his where he was where in his city and I didn't see him because I was like, well, I'm gonna wait until the next time. So oh, I think all of that playing together, it just like, dang, I literally like I'm telling you, like the Sunday he passed on a Monday, that Sunday I was there and I was like, Mom, did you tell daddy we was coming down here? Um and she was with her husband at the time, and he was upset about that. He was salty. And so I was like, look, because he's going to be a little salty or whatever. <laughs> like, don't even tell him. I'm going to just see him the next time I come. Mm-hmm. And so we weren't beefing, but I think all of that just coupled together. I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to think about it. I wanted to, like, just, can we just push fast forward on this part of my life right now? And that's kind of how I dealt with it. But with Adolf and my brother, they were so meaningful to me. And I just, like, they just had such a... I'm older, too. I didn't have no issues, no I wish I could have said, would have did, or anything like that. And I, they meant so much to me, and I loved them so much, I felt like I didn't want to forget about them. Like, I did. I didn't want to do them the way I did my dad. Right. Because even as a grown woman, I'm like, I wish I would have just been more emotionally intelligent to be able to not package my daddy in a little Compartmentalize box. Compartmentalize it, yeah. Throw him out, you know, like, and be like, I don't want to talk about it. So, that's the Are difference. you in therapy? 
I am. Girl, yes. Is it like specifically like grief counseling or is it different? No, it's just like just all over holistic therapy. And I started going to the lady after my brother passed. So I was in ah. therapy. And I, prior to that, I, I believe in therapy. So I've tried different therapy, like couples, all this different type of stuff I had experience with doing. But when I got with her, she really helps me to strengthen, like, my hurt and a lot of that stuff I was speaking to when my brother passed. Mm. So when Dolph came, it was really, like, it, it was just, even he and I couples therapy with her. Shut up. I'm so serious. You went to couples therapy with young Dolph? Girl, my man, but, like... Listen, he would go to therapy with me. Yes, he would. Do people know this? I don't know. I, I didn't know that. And I saw you. <laughs> she said, and I saw you. <laughs> yes, like... That's... That, wait, wait, hold up. I got to sit with that for a second. Yes, girl. Let me tell you, when men allow women to bring joy and learning and healing into their lives, like, it really is a different experience. It's a difference. That's incredible. I told you, you got something. Girl. Because that's not a nigga that look like he's going to fuck with therapy. He did. And that's the thing is, he inspired my brother to go to therapy with his wife. Because when I told him, like, me and Dolph, like, he went with me. And he was like, that ain't bro went. And I was like, <laughs> yes. Like, he did. And the thing about it is, is that therapy is not a one-size-fit-all. Nope. You know? And so you really have to, especially if you're trying to get somebody to, to embrace it, you know, you got to make sure you understand where, where their comfortability. Adolf is very private. So somebody who like, yeah, so I, you know, I work with this person in the industry, da, 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 that's not going to work for him, right? <laughs> it, 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 you know, like, and I try, he, we... Went through a couple different counselors, too. People really don't understand that, though. You're going to have to try on different shoes. But I was thankful that... And that was one of the things where I knew he really did love me, too, because he would try them all. He probably... Even if he did, I was like, listen... What do you think made him willing to go to therapy? I think that Adolf understood, like, he wanted his family to work. Adolf loved mm. me. You know what I'm saying? Like, he wanted... Yeah. I think that was just so evident. Like, he really loves me. Like, he's making time, girl. I would just, you know, like, tell him that this is what we doing. Put it, like, add him as a, a ta like attendee on my calendar. Yeah. And <laughs> if he five, ten minutes late, he pulling up. He would pull up. If he had a, if he didn't want to be there, you know, like, he would probably have an attitude, but he would take over the whole session. He would have so much to say. <laughs> <laughs> and my therapist would be like, let him have the floor. You have to. And the whole session to go, but like to, to him just kind of like saying things. But in that, I was able to learn a lot. This was a place right. where he he felt open, safe, safe to be able to say what he probably felt like. I can't say to you because you're going to take it wrong. And I would have probably. Mm, I know about You know, and then I realized within myself, I think that when you somebody who you feel like you, you, you understand therapy, you read psychology books. <laughs> You read horoscopes. You understand. You good at communicating with everybody. Da, da, da. You get on a high horse to feel like it's always you, right? I realized that I was a finger pointer. Same. A Look finger pointer. Like, finger pointer. <laughs> yep. I was like that. And when my, when my therapist told me, like, I want you to speak to him using only I and we statements. Know you. Child. And it's such an intentional, like, to try to do that. Like, I promise you, if you want to tell somebody about something, you're going to have to think, like, I can't say you. Uh, Talk about so, yourself. Yeah. I feel. Yeah. When, when, when this happened, I felt. Yep. And we should have, <laughs> or we could have done better loving each other. Yes. We always put yourself into it. And when I started talking like that to him, that was a whole new response that he gave me. It takes me. the adversarialness out of it. It does. And I don't... So now when people do it to me, I can hear it better. Because when somebody want to... Like, like I kind of want to tell you about yourself. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm, I'm a big girl. I got my big girl panties on. 
go at it. And when they be like, cause you, 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 I be like, you're feeling, you're feeling, Ooh, you're feeling. <laughs> you have it, to convert it in your, it's, it's. It, yes. Cause it, it, it be like, that's what I sounded like. Yeah. You know? So I learned a lot. Him going to therapy and willing to do that. He taught me so much about me. And I just be like, he really made me a better woman. You go, like just have, being willing to just life with me and to do his part. Trying. Yes. When a nigga decides to try, <laughs> yes. It's a whole different experience. It's a whole different experience. And I'm specifically referring to cisgendered heterosexual men in this conversation. When cisgendered heterosexual men in this patriarchal world decide to try, yeah. it's like, it's that is what love is. That's what love is. I feel like just effort. And I think a lot of us be like trying to figure out like, does this man like me? Does this man, are they legitimately trying? Not pretend And trying. I'm going to be honest with you. We got to insert because... I'm such a, like, let's be fair on both sides, right? Just because I got it, like, I'm always like that with somebody dealing with me. Like, well, Mia, what did you do? Mm-hmm. It's like, even women, be willing to try. Because like I said, it's some women... Oh, yeah, I'm assuming that the people I'm talking to are trying. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Touché. But, like, I'm saying, like, you know, kind of take yourself off that high horse. Because if you feel like you done, you you got it all figured Longfall. out. You you're toxic. To, yeah. If you think you have it all figured out, you're actually part of the toxicity. Yes. So it's not going to work. Him trying not going to help it either. Like, y'all both have to try to, like, break away from your own BS. You know what I'm saying? The things that you have created to put whatever, like your ego, all of that shit. Like, break away from that. Work together. What that looks like on a me and you coming together. What does it look like for us to coexist? When both of y'all try to to work that thing out, like, that is really where it's like, that's that comes like, it births bliss. You know what I'm saying? Look like, at you therapying the folks. Look, <laughs> you better therapy the folks. Listen, a little contraception. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you. The folks have some questions, mm-hmm. all right? So y'all know how it go. The folks, you got to come over to the Patreon. You got to come over to the SEAL squad. So let's head over to the Amandaverse real quick and ask Ms. Mia J some of your questions in response to side effects of healing after loss. Well, before we go, I would just want to ask, like, as somebody myself who has not really experienced, like, a significant amount of loss of people that were, like, really, really close to me at the time of their loss, right? I feel like the people that I've lost were people that I was once close with, but then we had distance when they passed. And so, like, it didn't hit me in the same way. But do you feel like there is truth to when people say they're always with you? I feel like it'd be a little cliche. I ain't gonna lie. Like, I tell my daughter that, but I'm like, she'd be like, but I want to touch them. I'd be like, I feel you, sis. I don't know what to say. (laughs) So I don't know. But I mean, I do think the way that it makes sense for them to be with you is for you to like uphold who they were to you. So the character traits that they had that you, that, that stuck with you or that they deposited on you, like, uphold those, right? Like, so Adolf, the yeah. fact that he said what he meant, like, you can stand on it. He can stand mm-hmm. on the ten toes. Like, when I say something to somebody, you know, I'm really like, look, I don't want to just be frivolously talking and you be like, can you come do this? And I say yes before I... I it's like, Frivolous. no, let me think about it. <laughs> let me... <laughs> let me... Let me process. You know, yeah. I like a little good word too, girl. <laughs> um, but yeah, I want to... I mean, you were the rapper. Like, listen, rappers love a lyricist. Listen... 
Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> but that's real. Like, you know, you loved this person. They left behind these aspects, right? Not just assets, but aspects. Mm-hmm. And so in carrying that with you, it's that's as you if you them. Yeah. Yeah. Like you you don't forget. Like you, you literally... And I think a lot of people, I don't, I'd be like, man, if you lost all these people and they taught you something, why the hell you had like that? Like, <laughs> wow. You know, so either you don't know to do that or why won't you tell, like, what did your grandma teach you? What did your grandfather? What, you know, like, think about the principles that guided mm. these people. Possess that because they will be, you will feel like they speak in to and through you. And that's how I feel a lot of stuff. It's almost like, like how you would have a what would Jesus do bracelet? Yeah. It's like what would what would Dolph do? And I'll think about that sometimes. And maybe if I don't think about it like that, just generally speaking in my life, I try to like lead with the things that I admired about him, how I the reasons why I miss and love him so much. Mm-hmm. Like those character traits that he have, like that's what I should possess more of. Because all it'll do is make me like more awesome than I already am. <laughs> <laughs> In the, in the name of my boo. <laughs> so. I love it. I love it. Well, before we go, uh, please talk about Mommy O, Mom CEO. Yes, yes, yes. So really right. And, and uh, Black Men Deserve. Yes. So right now, y'all, I'm really at a space like where I'm just looking at everything. Like, what am I doing? Why I'm doing what I'm doing? What, how did I get here? Right? Mm-hmm. And just really now creating a brand with real full intention. Like, I'm more level-headed. I'm more healed. I'm more well. All those things. And so, what does this mean to me? And so, right now, I'm really leading to, like, like answer those questions for myself within my business. Like, business is still going. But I'm really looking to, like, just rebrand things and the way that I want to move forward is like where it's more so coming from a healing or healed space. I don't want, I, I, mm-hmm. I cannot see another RIP right now. Right, right now, I got to, no. I, I can't yeah. do it. And I think the brand for so long because of how it came, like just became a brand because it wasn't, it was just a campaign through Mami O, right? Mm-hmm. And when it became a brand, I felt like I was just so in this, dark space where it's always this darkness. another person pass every time somebody pass somebody think a black men deserve but I'm like I need to broaden this thing and this is it's it's about black men deserving but shoot all black people deserve shoot all like you know we can go so far within messages like overall that's a bold message that I stand ten toes down on right and it's so many others and it's so much other things that can be embodied in like me having an apparel brand. Yeah. So I'm just taking my time to really repackage that and deliver that message in a few bold ways, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what we're doing. We're working on that. And I'm going to continue to allow my children to express themselves when it comes down to the Black Men Deserve to Grow Old collection of things. The whole collection. My children designing for like being designers they come into me like look this is what I drew can I see this on the picture like can I see this on the shirt you think people will buy my shirts and I'm like let's see I, I mean, yes if that's what you want to do like literally letting them have a space within this man this has been like it's been great so that's where I'm really looking like y'all just have y'all way because guess what like it makes it just it, it definitely colored up things for me. Like if mm-hmm. I can even see like on my page, my social media page for the business, it was so dark before she drew this. Right, right, right. And it now just, people are wearing the sweatshirts so you're posting I mean, the pictures. It's pink. Look at all this pink. Pink just look bright, like happy, fun, yes. pink girl. It's like a softness to it. And so yeah. I feel like she gave the brand 
a softness that it needed. I didn't even know it needed it. So I'm like, look at my kids being used to bring Listen. some softness. Like, what you... My son, like, I got some too. So <laughs> they they just... They're, they're invested in what this is because it means something to them because of the meaning. So me embracing that, that's what I'm looking to do with this business as of today. And then we'll see where it continues to grow because it's going to continue to grow. Yes. It's got, like this... Well, but part of it, the reason it's going to continue to grow is because... And I, we got sidetracked, but because you said that you have like curated your Instagram to where you're like learning things from your Instagram for your business to divert you from having to always be catching all the extra things that actually end up feeling harmful. Exactly. No, that too. That, just so the healing journey I'm on, just all of the things that I'm doing right now is working together for my good. That's just, that's just how I can put it. So, and for the, like, for my children's good and for the business's good. And, you know, I don't have all the answers right now because I'm still just like on that journey of making sense of it all. But I yep. feel like as I come down the yellow brick road, <laughs> <laughs> yep. get to my little house, you know, like I'll land where I'm exactly where I'm going to You know I where you're going to gonna land? Somewhere over the rainbow. Some. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what I, was, I, I knew she thought I was about to do it. I was just saying, Come on, Patty. Listen, I got to stand up. You got to st- have them vocal cords elongated. <laughs> The words. She could have just said had the book of course stretched, stretched, right? But you said elongated. Elongated, girl. We stand an SAT word. <laughs> we stand an SAT word. Thank you so much for sharing yes. your time with us and sharing your story and being so generous. I really do appreciate for it. Sure. And I know that so many people will not just learn from this episode, but will find a path to their own healing through you being so transparent about yours. Oh, thank you for having me. And I'm I'm just glad to share. I'm no doubt. To share. Is you Maya J? No, <laughs> it's Mia. It's Mia. Thanks. It's Mia. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>